0: My Sports is sponsored by the Dooley Funeral Homes of Antwerp and Payne, a life story funeral home. You can learn how pre-planning makes sense by calling 419-258-5684 or 419-263-0000. The Dooley Funeral Home.
1: Good morning, Paulding County. And here we go. It's another edition of My Sports. You know the drill by now. Live every Saturday morning from the My1027 WMYW studios. It's 9 a.m. My name's Pete Seymour, and we have a whole week of Paulding County athletics to break down for you today. Some big accomplishments, one on the golf course and one on the volleyball floor for Wayne Trace Raider and an Antwerp Archer. Our guest today will be the head cross-country coach at Paulding High School in Jeremy Thompson. It's a fun conversation as we talk all things Paulding cross-country, so you won't want to miss that. We'll have that a little bit later for you. We'll break down the entire week that was on the high school gridiron that was an evening ago we also have a lot of volleyball to talk about some golf to talk about some cross country to talk about and we'll pack it all the way with the my sports slate of games for the week so i'm so glad you're with me for season number two episode number eight of my sports i truly couldn't do it without you whoever you are and however you're listening, my name is Pete Seymour, and it's time for a break here on My Sports. But I appreciate you listening, not just this week, but every week to another edition here at 9 a.m. every Saturday morning. We'll be right back to get it all started. On the other side of the break, you listen to My Sports here on My 102.7.
2: Williamson Crop Insurance, home of Decision Max. Decision Max allows you a simple solution to analyze your operation and make informed marketing and crop insurance decisions to mitigate your risks.
0: Manage your whole
2: operation in one place with the ability to blend counties, marketing, and insurance coverage to give a complete overview of your operation. Williamson Crop Insurance, protecting the eastern corn belt since 1980. Learn more at cropcoverage.com.
1: Time to hit the golf course here on My Sports as we welcome you back inside the My1027WMYW studios and we'll start all the way back on Monday. We'll go to Ponder River Golf Course in Woodburn, Indiana for Antwerp, Hicksville, and Ayersville and Braylon Moreno tying the school record with a low round of 30. Well done, Braylon. We've seen some phenomenal scores on the golf course this past year. Zane McMichael had a 37, Dylan Hanna a 44, and Draven Bomber at a 45. Wow. Well done. That is a team total of 156 as the Antwerp Archers defeated both the Hicksville Aces and the Ayersville Pilots. Once again, boys golf at Ponder River Golf Course. Team total 156. Braylon Moreno, low round, tying the school record of 30. St. McMichael, also a 37 for Antwerp. Girls Golf. It was the Division Two Girls Golf Sectional at Augley's Golf Course in defiance. Then Buren, Napoleon, and Miller City. Again, this is Division Two Sectional Girls Golf at Ogley's Golf Course in Defiance. Those are the three teams advancing to next week's district tournament, but the individuals advancing, Casey Nelson from Patrick Henry, Lola Gisigi from Edgerton, and Jaden Deesh from Edgerton with an 86. But locally, let's check out some of the names. Lila Clem for Antwerp Madison Schmidt, Kara Pierce, Malin Carnahan, and Sarah Farr, all competing for the Antwerp Archers. Wayne Chase, Reagan McGarvey, a 94, Logan Blend 99, Tori Young a 99, Brianna Parker 101, and Ella Crosby a 102. Once again, Casey Nelson leading all golfers from Patrick Henry with a 74. So let's check in on the boys' side. Again, that was on Thursday. The teams advancing. Autoville with a 312. Miller City with a 313. And the Wayne Trace Raiders with a 323. Brody Rossworm. A 72 led the way. Kyle Sutton, a 77. Connor Davis, an 87. Jared Varner an 87. And Tyson Gerber, a 94. Robert Nartker, Brevin Brandt, and Jackson Gouldy of Patrick Henry, the three advancing individuals. Team scores look like this. Braylon Moreno, a 79. Draven Bomber, an 88. Zane McMichael, an 89. Cohen Heitzman, a 97. Landon Brewer, a 104. Again, leading the entire tournament, Robert Nartker from Kaleida with a 72. So congrats to all moving on, and what a phenomenal, just a phenomenal year on the golf course. We've had so much fun. i talking to different coaches and school records being broken. Just an overall awesome year on the golf course for Paulding County. Well, that'll wrap up some golf coverage for this week. We'll be back to chat some volleyball, then we'll talk some football and get to our guest today, Jeremy Thompson. All that on more another edition of My Sports. Stay with me, Paulding County. We're just getting started. We'll be back right after this.
0: Sports teams and programs throughout Paulding County develop great traits and skills for the future workforce of our county. In addition, the travel to ball fields, gyms, and parks throughout the county enhance the economy of all these areas. The Paulding County Economic Development Office supports all county sports-related leagues and events and the positive impact it has on the Paulding County economy Back to talk about a
1: jam-packed week that was on the hardwood for the volleyball teams in Paulding County, and we'll start on Monday. It was Delta over Paulding in four sets, 25-22, 25-14, 23-25, 26-24. Junior Varsity also defeating Paulding in three sets, 17-25, 25-20, and then 25-17. Statistical leaders look like this for the Panthers. Macy Cowser, three aces, two assists, one kill, and ten digs. Jocelyn Parrott, 5 digs, 2 aces. Grace Goings, 18 assists, 7 digs. Addison Peace, 5 kills, 1 block, 13 assists, 8 digs, 2 aces. Brandon Fermajo, 9 kills, 1 block, 4 digs. Kaylee Durham, 9 kills, 2 blocks. Marley Perret, 10 kills, 4 digs, 1 block, and an ace. As we move on till Tuesday, Hicksville over Pauling, 25-21, 25-20, 29-31, 25-6 in the last set. Pauling over Hicksville for the Junior Varsity, 20-25, 26-24, and 25-18. Brianna Burmajo, again, double-digit kills. She had 10 and 6 digs to go along with it. Macy Cowser, 31 digs, 1 kill and 2 aces. Grace Goings, 2 kills, 15 assists, 13 digs. Lucy Breyer, 4 kills, 2 blocks, 3 aces, 4 digs. Addison P, 6 kills, 16 assists, 16 digs. Kaylee Dunham, 7 kills. More volleyball. It was Wayne Trace and it was Antwerp. And the Raiders defeated the Archers in straight sets, 25-16, 25-14, 25-20. And in this one, like I had mentioned, you may have heard the update throughout the week. Wayne Trace's Casey Hornish broke the school record for career assists. She now stands at 1,315 assists for her career, breaking the previous record of 1,295. That was set back in 2010 and held by Janelle Davis. So the books look like this for the Raiders. Amber Stoller, one kill, one assist, and two digs. Ava Zartman, eight digs. Green Wine and six kills, five assists. Caroline Winans, two aces and three digs. Harper Myers, 15 kills and seven digs. Casey Hornish, 22 assists to break the record. Nine digs and two blocks. Caitlin Slade, one ace, 11 digs. Lexi Moore, nine kills, one dig, three blocks. Lorieson, two digs. Paige Alver 18 assists, five aces, eight digs. Toryson 12 kills, four digs and a block. So it's time now. Let's take a look at the GMC Volleyball standings. Well, your standings for GMC Volleyball look like this. Wow, Fairview. in the league, 15-1 overall, only losing one match. Ayersville, 3-1, 12-4 overall. Tenora, 3-1, 11-5. Wayne Trace, 3-1, 8-8. Hicksville, 2-2, 10-5. Edgerton, 1-3, 9-6. Antwerp, 0-4, 4-12 on the year. Paulding, 0-4 in the league, and then 3-14. So, once again, congratulations to Wayne Trace Raider, Casey Hornish, on breaking a record with 1,315 assists for her career. It's again, breaking the previous record of 1,295 from 2010 that was held by Janelle Davis. Casey, well done. Awesome job on the hardwood this past season. And hope your success continues. But so far, a phenomenal career. Well, time for a break here on My Sports. We'll be back to talk some football. And then we'll get to our guest, Jeremy Thompson, right after that. So stay with me. Holding count. plenty more as we roll along with another edition of Sports. We'll be back
0: right after this break. The Antwerp Athletic Boosters are proud to support all of our Antwerp Archer athletes. Join us for a sporting event and cheer on the Archers.
1: Oh, did we have a few doozies of games on the gridiron last night. A big one. The Wayne Trace Raiders and the Antwerp Archers, don't worry, we will get to it all. But first... I want to take a look at the GMC scoreboard from an evening ago. I'm excited to break down these. I was not in Paulding County on Friday, unfortunately. But let's take a look. Tenora 14, Ayersville 8. Fairview 44, Edgerton 35. Paulding 48, Hicksville 21. And the showdown in the rivalry game. Antwerp holds on to defeat Wayne Trace by 3. 30-27 the final, and let's get right into it. I was able to watch actually a little bit of this game, which I probably shouldn't admit because I was at halftime of the game I was calling and realized Wayne Trace and Antwerp was probably in the middle of the game, so I had to flip it on for a little bit. Awesome broadcast on mysports.live, guys. Seriously, sounded great, looked great, but let's dig in as the Archers barely hold on, and sometimes the stats don't tell the story, sometimes the stats do tell the story. Wayne Trace defense, throwing everything at Antwerp but the kitchen sink. But the Archers, with the win, improved to 4-0 in the GMC, 7-0 overall on the year. Wayne Trace falls to 3-4, 2-2. First downs, Antwerp just a nudge ahead by 117-16. On the ground, Wayne Trace went for 31 for 111 through the air, 15 completions on 30 attempts for 159 yards, 270 yards of total offense. For the Wayne Trace Raiders, the defense had one interception. They did put the ball on the ground twice, but neither of those, to their dismay, as it did not hurt the Wayne Trace Raiders. 12 penalties, though, for 100 yards did. Score by quarter looked like this. 13-16 was our score after one, about even in the second two. Eight spots both put up. Goose eggs in the third, and then six in the fourth, the final, 32-27. For the Archers, it looked like this. First down, 17, rushing attempts, 21 for only 49 yards. However, Carson Altimus did his thing like he always does. 22 with 34 for 301, 350 yards of total offense. But Raiders did pick off Altimus one time, and how about the Archers putting the ball on the ground? Put it on the ground three times and lost all three fumbles. Six penalties for 50 yards for Antwerp. 16 in the first, 8 in the second, 6 in the third, 0 in the fourth. Three-point win for Antwerp as they stay undefeated. Well, the scoring summary looked like this. Kyle Stoller got us started with a 14-yard run. The Wenslick kick was good. Ultimus a 12-yard pass to Landon Brewer. And then Tavin Scholl converting the two-point conversion. Wenslick, then a 7-yard run got in the end zone. Ultimus then found Tavon Scholl for 71 yards for the touchdown. And then Camden Fuller. With the two-point conversion, Carson Altimus twenty-yard pass to Camden Fuller. Cooper wins like a nine-yard run after that. Carson Altimus thirty-one yards this time to Brewer. Two-point conversion failed. Tucker Antoine then a one-yard run. No extra point try there. Wayne Trace rushing. Cooper wins like nine of fifty-four. Stoller eight of thirty-three. Antoine fourteen of twenty-four. Leachy only eleven of thirty-eight on the ground. Altimus ten of eleven. Don't hear that often. My goodness, ten carries, eleven yards for Carson Altimus. Kyle Stoller. 13 of 23 for 129. Cooper Wenslick, 2 of 7 for 30. Antwerp passing. Ultimus, guy mentioned, 22 of 34 for 301. Through the air, Brady Miller reeled in 6 for 54. Hildebrand, 4 for 17. Antoine, 3 for 37. Jude Stoller, 1 for 46. And Hudson Myers, 1 for 5. Landon Brewer, double-digit receptions. Triple digits in yardage, 10 for 110. Camden Fuller, 4 for 31. Tavon Scholl, 3 for 116. Coming out party for Tavon Scholl. Reed Leichty, 3 for 16. And Keaton Winslow. 2 4 That was a hard-fought battle, back and forth. Like I said, I caught a little bit of that game. I wish I could have watched it all. I'll go back and watch it all on demand like you can with MySports.Live. So if you missed any of the broadcasts from an evening ago, go check them out on MySports.Live. That is sure to be a game that is watched time and time again. So step away from the Raiders, and we'll step away from the Archers. Let's talk about the Paulding Panthers. 48 points on homecoming and a 48-21 win. And the homecoming king, Kobe 4, lit it up on the field as well as taking home the crowd, scoring four rushing touchdowns and making a big pick on defense. Congratulations to the Panthers once again. 48-21 winners beating the Hicksville Aces. Let's take one more look at the scoreboard. Tenora 14, Ayresville 8, Fairview 44, Edgerton 35, Paulding 48, Hicksville 21, Antwerp 30, Wayne Trace 27. So that is your look at the Friday Night Lights, but before we turn it over to our guest Jeremy Thompson, we need to look at some of the standings. So, as of this morning, the GMC standings, Antwerp barely stays undefeated. 4-0, 7-0. Overall, Ayersville 3-1 in the conference, 5-2 overall. Polling 3-1, 5-2. Tenora 3-1, 4-3. Wayne Trace sits at 2-2, 3-4. Fairview 1 and 3, 1 and 6, and then Edgerton Hicks will both 0-4, 1-6. Well, that wraps up our Friday night slate of games for an evening ago. It's time to turn our heads to some cross country, and our guest today, Jeremy Thompson. So we'll have him next. Plenty more here on My Sports. We'll talk to Jeremy. Stay with us for that. You won't want to miss it. We'll be back right on the other side of this break here on My 102.7.
2: This program is sponsored in part by the Wayne Trace Boosters. Please join us at a Wayne Trace sporting event as we cheer on our Raiders at home and on the road.
1: Go Raiders! My sports rolls on as so it's time to welcome in our guest today and that is the head coach of Polden Cross Country and Jeremy Thompson. Coach Thompson, thanks for joining us. Tell me about the team this year.
2: Coming in, we had a young team last year and so it was I was really excited to see how they kind of grew and matured over um, the off season and summer and a few runners who really worked hard this off season, especially summer and came in to uh, camp the season ahead of where they were last year, which is always fun to see. And it's kind of fun just to see that light bulb go off and click when they, the first meet, they're already running faster than they did the year before. And so I just, it was fun to see that maturity happen and just to see it happen over the season. So expectations were just wanting to see, like I said, where they were, see how we could build on last season, once again, with just such a young team.
1: Coach, I remember us talking last year and you mentioning how young this team is. So my question to you is, what do some of the young runners do to really get ahead in the offseason?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just run. I think that's the hardest part is just to get some miles on their legs. And one guy explained it, it's kind of like a pyramid. And for the summer, you're kind of working on that base. You're just trying to get your legs conditioned to running. And then we can work on the speed and stuff once we get together and and start working together with the team. And so a lot of it is just getting them active and running. And so, like I said, a couple of them got together almost every day and they would meet every morning and then go run and they were actually trying to hit the weight room a little bit and just get toned up. The summer is just about, like I said, just getting your body used to running certain distances, far distances, so that when we're kind of starting to hone in on the, the specific mileage that they'll be running for a race, they're not starting at zero and not trying to just get their bodies used to running, but they're starting At a place that, once again, we can really focus in on, okay, now what's going to help us be faster, what's going to help us run faster, and uh, that's kind of, like I said, what a lot of them, or a couple of them, have worked on, and it's kind of rubbing off on the rest of the team. I think they're seeing that hard work pays off and um, gets you where you want to be.
1: Besides just the conditioning aspect, what are some of the things that running builds upon that helps with other sports?
2: Definitely have some basketball players. They are kind of viewed as getting ready for basketball, but the ones they really want to be—they're very competitive. You know, I think when you have athletes that do play multiple sports, there's this competitive spirit, and so even though they may like another sport better, their competitiveness starts to take over, and they want to be good, and they don't want to—they don't want to be bad in races, and so they—they they really do kind of buckle down and want to work hard. So we have some basketball players, we have some wrestlers who come out. And then we have some guys who play baseball. I I don't know that our conditioning helps the baseball a whole lot, but like I said, there's wrestlers and basketball players really, I think, enter into their winter sport ahead of where a lot of people are as well.
1: As a rudder, what's the best way to lead your team?
2: First and foremost, letting your actions speak. When we're doing a workout, when we're running, you're doing it to the best of your ability. You're not taking reps off. You're not standing around a lot between reps of what we're doing. You're gauged, focused, leading by example. And then I think another way is just encouraging. Like you said, running can be a difficult, it can be pretty monotonous, not all fun. And so I think part of it is just encouraging and saying, hey, we're getting better, look at your time, and trying to help them see the bigger picture of it's not just running, but there is some science, some skill to running smarter. And so being a leader is helping them try to see the bigger picture, helping them, like I said, engage with the data that we get from them, and understanding how they can get better, be better, and maybe run a race differently. So, encouragement, helping them see through once again the monotony of what it might feel like, and then just being there for them, even beyond the the, the sport, been just a real team camaraderie. They they go out to eat a lot, they hang out, across country, and so being that leader of saying, "Hey, we're going to build team chemistry by doing these other things together," and being. A unit rather than just individuals who are running.
1: Can you tell me about some of the leaders you have this year on your team and how you've seen them grow into that role?
2: Probably one of our big leaders is an athlete named Cully, and uh, he's doing really well, like I said, with that team chemistry and trying to, because some of our runners that are running the fastest are actually freshmen. We have three freshmen in the top five, one that they aren't They couldn't be vocal, but they just don't have, you know, they're still building that maturity and respect with the other teams. And so Cully's a junior, and he's in that top five too, but he is is helping them once again, thinking through the season and being a leader of like, hey, we need to stretch. We need to be rolling out. We need to be doing all these things to take care of our body because the season can be long. And so he's really kind of taking those three under his wing and trying to, like I said, just be there. Them, even though he's not the number one, but trying to be that support once again and that just that encouragement and, and being that mature leader. And then we have a young gal on our girls team who, once again, isn't the number one, but she's been on our team the longest. And so she tries to make sure the girls are taken care of and that they're doing what they need to do. He's trying to make sure that they are really putting forth the effort, once again, beyond cross country, that they're doing okay, that they are making sure they're, they have what they need. And so a lot of it, like I said, is we still are pretty young. We have four seniors. They're all on the, the guy side and the men's side of the sport. But once again, they're not our top runners. And so it's just interesting to see the dynamic, how it all kind of plays out. And um, and just really fun to watch them all kind of gel and, and enjoy being together and with each other. Yeah, it, it's just a whole lot of fun.
1: You know, that's the sign of a strong program, player-led. And I'm sure guys like Cully... Had guys that he looked up to and helped him step up in that role as well. So that's really good to see.
2: Absolutely. You kind of want to, it's that tricky balance of letting it happen organically and then letting, like, you also trying to push the ball down the, the rock, down the hill. It's always more fun to see it just happen. And I think at the core, a coach maybe at its best and maybe I'm the only one that thinks this, I don't know. But like when you're helping it, but it still feels organic. Like they're stepping up, they're taking, but you're able to have some conversations to help Mm -hmm. this person take on this, this role, but they feel like it's coming from within them. That's what is the best. I feel like it's just been a whole lot of fun to see it all kind of play out for sure.
1: So how rewarding is it to you as a coach when you do see some of those younger people to step up and, really take into consideration the things that you've been telling them throughout the last few years?
2: Oh, man. Like, it is the most rewarding thing ever when the light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, this is why this is helpful or this is why you asked us to do this. Or not for my own gratification, but for that they get it. And then next time you ask them to do it or you ask them to do something different, it starts to kind of all get pieced together. And once again, not for, for me, but just even in life, you know, that they realize when you put in the hard work and when you put in and do the things that are going to help you get to the goal that you want to, I think that that's the most beneficial. And so we do our best to try to tie those things to life in, in life situations and circumstances. And you just hope that, that in all of it, they're, they're picking up on how it all kind of connects and all fits together.
1: That definitely speaks to the work that your runners put in behind-the-scenes, Coach, and it's amazing when you put that work in, all the good that comes out of it. So tell me about where you've been a little bit and where you're going here soon.
2: Yeah, you know, it's been an interesting season. I think another thing that's really brought us together is – so we had a seventh-grade runner who, you know, was tragically killed on a bicycle accident, which really helped us be there for each other and, once again, kind of taught us some life lessons we really didn't want to learn, but we really didn't have a choice in the matter. And so I think for us is just seeing how that continually plays out and how they have, once again, just really banded together. And, and our community's been awesome to kind of gather around us as well. But we have, like... Few more meets left, and I think all of that piece together. I'm really excited about Edgerton and by it's a good course, and I think they're really fired up to, to see what their times are going to be. You know, I don't know what districts will look like, I don't know if we'll have anybody move on to regionals this year, but I, I'm, and they're really hungry to, to see what happens and then to, to once again the usefulness of our team. But then I think what happens at districts this year will set the goals for what they're going to try to accomplish next year. And I think that that will start the off season, the winter. I think they're going to have some pretty big goals for what they want to try to accomplish based on what happens and how the season plays out this year. I think they're pretty driven to say, man, we worked this hard this year. What if we put in a little more, we get more of our guys to do some off season work together to be, be advanced even further next season. So that's what I'm really excited about for the
1: rest of the season. So one thing that has stuck out to me, now, again, I'm not a runner, but I've worked the Toledo Marathon the last about four years, and the strategy behind running absolutely has blown my mind. Like I said, I was a soccer player. You run and kick the ball. But you see guys that are in first, and then all of a sudden, maybe five, ten minutes later, oh, man, maybe they were going a little too hard at the beginning. They fell right back. Right. What's the strategy behind right. it?
2: It's funny that you mentioned that. We had a seventh-grade runner for our junior high team who, first couple races, he was doing one thing with it, and he's like, I'm going to try something different, and so he actually ran slower, because we track all their miles in their meet, so they know what every mile they run, what their their time was, so it. he actually ran slower his first mile, but it allowed him to run his second mile so much faster, he actually got a, a personal record, like he ran the fastest he had ran off season, and so yeah, Either there way. is some strategy, yeah, it was fascinating. And so for him, it was like, oh my gosh, that was awesome because he was just going out too fast. Well, his second mile was just so slow, you know, that it was yeah. like his time was so high. He was like, maybe if I pace myself from my first mile a little slower than I think I should, and it worked, man. His second mile was so much faster than his other races that his time was actually like so much better overall. And like I said, that's what we try to do. I'm actually going to so I have all their miles Charted out and they can see them like consecutively on a chart i'm going to give it to them and so they can say okay these last few races do i want to try something different what am i looking at and some of it is just hey your first two miles are great your last mile like when we're working out you need to work out harder the second half and don't back out of the workout like lean into it and try to work because you just need to get that third mile a little faster and so yeah we try to like I said have a lot of data for them so that they can see what their races are looking like from first mile to second mile to third mile for high school for middle school just their first and second and then like I said how do we use this data to help us run smarter and faster in the meet run your first mile a little slower so that you can give a little more for that second and but you're actually going to run overall a whole lot faster. So, yeah, there's a lot of science to it for sure and a lot of trying to help them see some different things. What are you – how are we doing this? And um, it's, I, I love it. It's a whole lot of fun. And and once again, just to see the light bulb going off on their head, and, and it's a whole lot of fun when they start to figure it out too.
1: Last one for you, Coach. What's your favorite part of being around the cross-country team?
2: They just are so fun. You said it a couple times, and – I think the cross-country team, were a little odd, you know, right?
0: <laughs> we just
2: are a little odd. And what I love about the team, the, the students I work with is we just kind of embrace it. We're just like, this is who we are. And, and it just kind of is of a reminder to me that we try to put on so many facades for different groups of people. We want them to think certain things and maybe sometimes we just need to embrace who we are and just roll with it and and know that it's okay, you know, and and maybe we are just different and that's fine. Like we're probably no different than any other sports team other than once again, I think we just kind of look at each other and we just accept each other for who we are and we don't try to to put on anything um, other than, yeah, we are just a bit different. And I think it just works for us, you know, like it, and, and hopefully once again, it's a life lesson that like just be who you are and, um, and let's just do the things that they give us energy. Let's embrace that. Let's not run away from it. So that just helps me as I'm trying to do the things that, that I need to do to remember that all I can do is just be myself and, and that's good enough. So we just keep trying to preach that like, Hey, we, we may be odd, but let's just be odd together. I think we had a shirt uh, a few years ago that said running is an insane sport and we're all insane and let's just (laughs) embrace it and let's just, (laughs) this is who we are, you know, why fight it? And, um, but once again, just a life lesson, people try to chase so many things and sometimes they would be happier if they just were like, this is who I am. So I'm going to be, and that's good enough, you know, it's good enough. So that's what gives me energy. It's what makes me excited. We laugh a lot. Like I said, we play a lot of games. We work hard. But at the end of the day, just the let's just be us, and let's just love each other, and let's be there for each other, and let's nobody has everybody has bad days. Let's be there for each other. We have good days. Let's celebrate. But let's just be a family, a team, and uh, let's just do it together. So
1: I, I love that, Coach. Awesome. I mean, I can echo that. Nobody else can be you, and you can only be the best version of yourself. So I'm right there with yeah. you. Yeah. Yep. Coach, well, hey, thank you so much for the time. I'll let you get going. I know you're a busy man, but best of luck the rest of the way. We're looking forward to it, and congrats on all everything you guys have accomplished so far.
2: Well, I appreciate it, and uh, I love talking about our athletes, and so uh, thanks for letting me come on.
1: Absolutely, anytime. This has been the head cross-country coach at Paulding High School, Jeremy Thompson. We'll be back with more of sports right after this. Here on my 102.7. Hey,
2: we've all been there you're in the middle of something important, and then boom, the power goes out. But what if it didn't? What if you skipped the candles and the flashlights and just carried on with your day? With a Kohler generator, your power stays on even when the utility power goes out. So your food stays fresh, your home stays powered. Get a reliable Kohler generator at Sweater Electric in Paulding.
0: It's basketball season in Ohio, and Paulding County teams are rocking the hardwood. Have you watched our local teams play? Go to mysports.live and watch high-level professionals. You can watch live or tape delayed, but either way, you will see quality basketball through quality broadcasting. Don't miss out on seeing our area coaches and talent give you all they have to give. Check out mysports.live today.
1: Back to put a lid on this edition of my sports. A huge thank you to our sponsors. We'll start right there. The Dooley Funeral Homes of Antwerp and Payne, the Athletic Boosters of Wayne Trace, Paulding and Antwerp, Schweller Electric, Paulding County Economic Development, and Williamson Crop Insurance. Again, without you guys, I would not be here doing this, so I truly appreciate it. Also, a huge thank you to our guests today, Head Cross Country Coach at Paulding High School and Jeremy Thompson. Thank you so much for your insight into the Paulding Cross Country team this year, and best of luck in your race here today and for the rest of the year, for that matter. Well, I know I talked about him on the gridiron, see it a monster day for the Paulding Panthers, but Kobe 4, four touchdowns and an interception, but he also had a monster week off the field. Bex recognizes this week's player with heart, Kobe 4, from Paulding High School,
2: for his commitment and passion on the field and within the farming community.
0: I just
1: like how it takes a whole group to do it. You can't just do it on your own. And when you do it, you build tight bonds with everyone on that field. Kobe loves football and his teammates, but he's also involved in Habitat for Humanity and crushing cans for cancer. But one of his favorite activities is doing service projects for FFA.
2: We had to go around the uh, town square and take down different posts and stuff like
1: that, and they just need touched up a little bit to make them easier to change all the different banners and everything we hang on them. And through it all, he's developed a passion for farming. It means basically everything, if you think about it. Everywhere you look, agriculture somehow has
2: their part in things. The farming, the livestock, soils. At
1: Bex, we are in, will remain, Farmers at Heart. A big thanks to Bex for allowing us to use that audio. And a big thanks to Kobe for... Killing it on the gridiron this last week. Four touchdowns and a pick. Killing it off the field as well. Both just as important. Awesome stuff, Kobe. Well, moving along, we need to take a look at the My sports slate of games for this next week. Before we put a lid on this one. Well, Monday, October 2nd, it'll be volleyball. Fort Recovery and Wayne Trace, Kenny Stabler and Scoop Miller. We'll have you there. More volleyball on Thursday, October 5th. Kenny Stabler and Scoop Miller continue with the coverage of Ottoville and Paulding. Then Antwerp and Ayersville play on the gridiron. Landers and Doug Billman have the call for you there. And Football Friday continues with Wayne Trace in Fairview. Caleb Hatch and Brady Stabler will have you covered there. Well, what a week, Paulding County. Some awesome games on the gridiron. We had a great guest today in Coach Jeremy Thompson. Some big races for cross-country coming up this week. All in all, we put it together in another half-hour show. Whoever you are and however you've been listening, my name's Pete Seymour thanking you for not just joining me this week, but every week for another edition of MySports. I hope you have a great week, Faldon County, and I'll catch you next week. Save time, save place. We'll do it again next Saturday 9 a.m. I'll see you then.
0: My Sports is sponsored by the Dooley Funeral Homes of Antwerp and Payne, a life story funeral home. You can learn how pre-planning makes sense by calling 419-258-5684 or 419-263-0000. The Dooley Funeral Home.